episode of the People People podcast. My name is Emily, and of course, I'm joined by Britt and Graham. Guys, how are you? Hello, hello. Yeah, good. Yeah. You may notice that we are a chiswell down mm. today. Uh, Dave is out, and so it is Graham waving the waving the chiswell flag. <laughs> oh well. But It'll have to do. Thoughts and prayers, Chiz, as you listen yeah. to this and you're missing out. How are we all? I, I'm going to be honest, I'm in the depths of despair a oh, little bit. Great. Oh. You know, when you've experienced something really good and it comes to an end and you think, what oh, am no. I going to, what am I going to do with my life now? What TV show finished for you? <laughs> How did you know? I thought I was being really cryptic. The depths of despair, really. TV. The TV oh, show, you are 100% correct, Em. It is mm. a TV show. It is The Great British Bake Off. Mm. I have watched about five or six seasons in the last few mm. months. And on Friday night, I watched the finale of season 10. And now I don't know what to do with my life because... Watching British people make cakes is what has been getting me through. If you haven't watched it, it is mm. the most pure, wholesome, wonderful viewing you will ever watch. Restores mm. your faith in humanity, makes you just feel good about life. Mm. And now it's finished. And educational. Like, oh, yeah. I learnt a lot about mm. pastry and soggy yep. bottom pastries and cakes and icing. Mm. It's good, Graham. You look very confused. Yeah, you see, this is what happens when Dave doesn't turn up. Instead of golf, talk about I know, I'm cooking, sorry. right? Yeah. So, uh, but I, I do love food, so it sounds pretty wholesome. I think I this show is think, for everyone, and I think you and Nikki world. would right? love it. Yes, just it is like, like golf is. Well, yeah, maybe less uh, so. Less so, okay, fair enough. There's just something profound that they've tapped into that watching people Mm. make cake and pastry and occasionally fail miserably is wonderful. Mm. And I think what makes it different from all the other cooking shows is it's not like this gross competition where they're mean to each other or they celebrate in other people's failures. Like, if you have spare time... They use it to help the other character, the other competitors. Yeah. Yep. And if you have spare time and no one needs your help, they'll just be sitting there having a cup of tea. They will. Like, there's like, never there's a nasty word is never said. Wow. There's no, no, and they're just in it for the love of baking. They don't want to become Instagram famous. I don't think there's even a prize. I think the prize is a trophy. They're yeah, just like in it for the stand. pure love of baking, and yeah. that's so pure and wonderful. So, yeah, everyone out there, um, I think you can, yeah, go and find it, watch it, mm. and then thank It's on Prime. Later. It's on some different platforms. There's a new season, season 10, just started in the US. New host, so I don't know how I feel about that, but we'll, we'll get there. Mm. <laughs> and are they things that anybody could bake? Or are they, I, they're I'd say 50-50. Yeah. Right, okay. Like, they're kind of fancy flavours that you wouldn't think to make. But they make things mm. like pies or sausage rolls or like sponge cakes. But yeah. they just have to decorate mm. them really beautifully 
And then there are some where they are just like thrown, they're told a name of some random Belgian dessert and they're given half okay. the recipe and they say, go make. And mm. they don't know what they're doing. And it's Disaster amazing. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so. And you, yeah, you learn things. I'm a better baker for it. Now I can you say are. things like good rice and oh, I'm mm-hmm. just going to, you know, I haven't got good lamination in my pastry. Actually, that's, that's a lie. I've right. never made pastry that's had lamination. But I could but you say know that. what to say yeah. when you make it. Yes. And I, you know about proving, like underproved yes. and overbaked. Yes. Yeah. So that's helped the sourdough element of isolation this year is I know yeah. what to look for. Yes. Okay. Anyway, we digress. Bread. We always digress. That's true. <laughs> but that's okay. We're going to uh, make a really shift turn <laughs> from... British baking to Sabbath, which maybe some people bake on their Sabbath. I've encouraged my baking friends to do that. Um, But yeah, discussing the idea that Sabbath is important. We've been, we spent all of September uh, at Sydney Hill, Melbourne, looking at Sabbath, hearing from people who love practicing Sabbath, hearing from people who have struggled with it and struggled to prioritize it, Um, hearing even uh, different perspectives within our staff team is it commanded is it not is it law is it just a wise decision with your time so it's been really fascinating and something that we have thrown around a lot is what does it look like to be in community who practices sabbath Mm. and how do you include sabbath uh include community in sabbath Mm. and Mm. so it's it's been a conversation that we've had and we haven't really gotten to a real point of decision and so we thought let's bring it here um Mm. so we can kind of have more time to flesh it out but then also hear from um you guys listening at home and what you guys think with it in a nutshell though what is sabbath Mm. it's a good question i guess i'd say to anyone this is we're aware this is like a theologically fairly loaded term um and yeah it has a lot to unpack and to think about. And so rather than do that here, I'd point that to Joel Deacon wrote a blog post um, mm. about Sabbath and sort of a theology of Sabbath. And he essentially does a biblical theology where you trace it all the way through the story of the Bible, which we'll put in the notes um, so that you can go and look that up, um, which I just, yeah, if you've got questions around yeah, what we think theologically about Sabbath, that would be a great mm. um, place to go. I guess what we wanted to chat through is more the how of Sabbath, the, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, what is it, what does it actually look like? Um, Because that seems to be the dilemma. Like when I've chatted to people about this, most people have heard of Sabbath. Very few people kind of know what it would, what would it look like? How would I do it? Mm. Um, And so we found, um, you may have seen, Em and I did a quick video on this. So you can also look at that too if you want, but just a quickly, (laughs) quick refresher uh, two books that I thought was pretty helpful. Pete Scazzaro's Emotionally Healthy Leadership. He runs through a framework for mm-hmm. Sabbath. Um, so his is that you stop. Um, and so Sabbath is essentially ceasing or stopping from work and work mm-hmm. in all of its forms in its broadest definition. So not just necessarily your employment, um, but all those things we do in life that are very much work, um, you know, which is our errands, our cleaning, our groceries, things like that. Um mm-hmm. And then when you stop that, what you then what you do um, is you rest. And again, rest looks different for people. Um, depending on how we're wired, what actually brings us that sense of rest. Um, 
and then he has delight. This is my favorite one. Um, <laughs> to be given a, what a gift, what a good God to give us a day that delights. And so God mm. has blessed us with so many good things in our life. There's so much we can point to uh, that we've got to be thankful for. And so it's delighting in those good things. Um, and fourth, and probably most important, is contemplate um, because the Sabbath is the Lord's day. And so, and he is the giver, all of those good things that we are delighting in. And so um, what you do on your Sabbath is, is we're contemplating um, God. So mm. practices that are going to help you build a connectedness with him. Um, and, you know, he is our source of life. And so that's the one framework. A slightly simpler one, uh, not contradictory, but just simpler, is John Mark Comer says, basically, if you want to know what to do on a Sabbath, ask yourself, is it rest and is it worship? And if it fits mm. into those two categories, then go for it on your Sabbath. Mm-hmm. So that's a very quick kind of rundown. Mm. Yeah. And it can be either. Like it can be rest or worship. Mm. I think sometimes I was like trying to cram them both into the same. <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't working. Like, is there something wrong with the way that I worship God? And it's like, no, it's just like they're just separate. Mm. And, and that's okay. And that's a good thing. So you think I could play golf on Sabbath? Absolutely, hundred percent, Graham. I I think it qualifies. I think I think it probably not with me or that's right. Probably <laughs> not with me or Brit. With it. it wouldn't be super restful. <laughs> yep. But because I think there are times in my life where it probably wasn't. Like you know, mm. uh, golf brings out the the mental game as well as the actual uh, physical game. But um, these days, it's a it's a place of uh, delight mm. and a place totally. where I unplug. And uh, and often find myself enjoying and um, thanking God. Uh, mm. uh, it's a place uh, where I connect for with people who are dear in my life as we mm. do it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there you go. What a gift! Makes golf. me want to play golf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, it's um, as <laughs> as you were saying, it's probably very different for different people. Maybe baking for you guys. Maybe. Yeah, actually, because that does bring me delight. Like for some people, cooking, no joy in that, no delight. No. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very much a, a work practice. For me, I enjoy cooking. If I've got time and I'm able to do it, then I uh, I enjoy that. It's something I think food is one of the God's gifts that I'm most grateful for. Um, yeah. And same thing, food also for me is community, brings people together. So if I'm with people on mm. Sabbath too, it helps me connect with people. Um, and so food for me comes into it. I know people have had a big dilemma over uh, TV watching on Sabbath. I heard on a podcast mm. people writing in. Because uh. um, is... I think that's where the separation from technology often mm. comes in. Like wanting to just separate from tech so that you're not as like constantly distracted. Mm. Um, and I think that's where it's helpful to see that rest and worship can be separate. Like everything doesn't have to come under one thing because sometimes sitting and watching a really, really good movie is really restful. And then there's other times where I sit and watch movies just because I want to fill the time. Yeah. And I feel like this year has been a lot of that. Like it's just like <laughs> you kind of finish working, you're like, I have so much time. Maybe part of it is this setting aside the day that's different from yeah, the, the normal days. So, um, you know, that mm-hmm. would be, you know, if you're always watching movies or TV, to mm. unplug might be the thing. But if you don't normally, then relaxing to a good movie might be exactly the thing to do on Sabbath. It just mm, sets yeah. it apart as a, a day where you uh, remember the goodness of God and rest in that. 
Because I think the question is, does this refresh my soul? Yeah. And yeah. there'll be some things that you watch that do. There'll be probably many things that don't. Um, and if you're watching, yeah, a lot on the other six days, if it's been maybe a bit of a numbing activity or just a... Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds judgmental. You're allowed to watch TV. But um, hmm. if, if you walk away feeling refreshed or do you just walk away um, having gained nothing from it, it's kind of the, I think, maybe mm. a good question. Yeah. Something that I've been trying to do with my Sabbath is not be watching TV unless it's intentionally watching something with someone. Mm. And so something that has come up over the last couple months are like Netflix parties, watch parties for different things. And like, I really like it. Like I love hosting movie nights and having people over to my home and we, you know, have good dinner and hang out and good snacks and watch a good movie. And that's, that's really restful and that's really good for my soul. And so it's been really, that's been really a really weird thing to not have because you still have the like content, but you do, I don't have the community around it. Mm. Um, and there's been, yeah, some people who have been really intentional over the season of like, hey, let's watch a movie together. And it feels a little bit weird because you're like still on your laptop and you're like stuck <laughs> in your room. But there's just like that, that chatter that goes along with it and that ability to be able to connect with someone and still be in community even though I'm doing something that I would do elsewise. And so I try to include that. I let that in- be included in my Sabbath, I guess I could say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't fight it away, but it's not. I'm trying hard to not like sit and watch eight episodes of something. West Wing. <laughs> West Wing. Shit's <laughs> Creek. You know, pick something that's great and just <laughs> binging it for the sake of it. So a question then. You kind of alluded to this, M. Like you obviously have connection with people on your Sabbath. You're mm. doing social things. Because I think something that stopped me for, from doing Sabbath for a while is that I think the picture of Sabbath I had was that it's solitude. Um, mm. I was talking to someone um, here in Sydney and she said, which totally echoed what I thought about it. She's like, I don't really want to sit on my own mm. and read my Bible for eight hours. Um, and she felt really <laughs> guilty saying that. Um, but I was, bit, I was like, yeah, same. And yeah. I, a day of complete solitude for me is as a raging extrovert <laughs> is in no way um, does that enthuse me. <laughs> mm. um, so what do you guys think about mm. how do we do, can you do community on a Sabbath? What does it look like? Like, what are your thoughts? Mm. Mm. I think we can. I would almost go as far as to say that I don't want to say we should, so that, I feel like that's a that's a, that's a that's dancing on a fine line, but I think that it it can be a really healthy part of Sabbath. Um, Graham has made a good point in the past where, for a lot of people, Sabbath is on a Sunday, and they're gathering with God's what people around God's mm. word. Mm. Um, our Sabbath isn't a Sunday because we work for a church, and so. If that's, if that's a, a regular part of what is seen as like a traditional Sabbath, then I try to have people included, um, but not for the sake of running away from being in solitude. And I think that's where it's a tricky line is if I'm just filling it with people because I'm afraid to be on my own, <laughs> then I should probably be on my own for a little while because mm. there, there's something there and I actually have the time and space to let God do something in it. 
I think um, also as Christians, in a Christian expression of Sabbath, uh, to spend some of it with the Christian family, well, I think the whole setup is designed for us to help each other remember mm. the goodness of God in the gospel. I think that's part of God's provision for us to actually rejoice in and remember his goodness. Mm. Um, yeah. And uh, w we need something of that in our Sabbath. There'll be uh, days when in our experience that we might be struggling to, to see that light and that joy, mm. but to be with God's people at some point to remind us of the truths, uh, the things that remain true, whatever our... Uh, feelings might be or experience might be. Uh, people who love us, cheer us on, uh, mm. help us mm. persevere. Um, and sometimes just, um, and people to, um, there's a lovely thing of knowing the goodness of God and noticing the goodness of God and enjoying it with somebody else. Mm. Something, mm. the difference between uh, playing golf by myself and playing with somebody else is. Mm. Uh, rejoicing to get, oh, this is, this is the life, you know, Dave and I will be playing golf and I'll say, this, this is living, this is fantastic. Oh, what a, <laughs> that was a wonderful shot. How good is that? Um, you know, there's a, there's a genuine, um, uh, joy shared is, uh, there's a, there's an element of joy where when it's mm. shared, it's, uh, mm. quite special and, and lifts it. And I think similarly the joy we have in the grace of God in Jesus to yeah. uh, uh, remind each other, to speak it out loud to each other, to sing of it together. I, I, I think there's, <clears throat> there's a good reason why you know, gathering together has always been part of Sabbath because um, mm -hmm. I think that's how God has set us up in a family to remember his goodness and uh, rejoice mm -hmm. in it and thank mm -hmm. him together. Mm. That reminds me, Graham, with something I read, I think it was in Desiring God by John Piper, where he like he talks about completing your joy. And like it's not your joy isn't quite complete if you don't go and share it with someone. Mm. Mm. And like you like there's that um yeah, that idea of like, oh, you've just experienced this. And we, we're so quick to do it with um things that are of less value than the gospel. <laughs> Like I don't want. I don't want to say trivial things because they're important. But like, <laughs> you know, like enjoying your day at, at playing golf, or yeah, enjoying Great British Bake Off, <laughs> or you know, um, even like going for a really good run. I've heard people enjoy, <laughs> and so being yeah. able to share that with someone, I think, is really beautiful. Yes. And it, like, I think that that's that was really helpful, Graham. I hadn't thought of it in that way. Of there's the um, horizontal as well as the vertical hmm. element that's definitely we know is there as a part of being gathered as God's people but having that be something that ch like spurs us on on our Sabbath yeah. um, I really like that idea and I guess it's finding balance of the two because yes. my inclination will always be to go more horizontal um, I don't mm. like I like company right. I like constant company pretty much um, yeah. And for me, Sabbath has been learning the practice of, um, as you said before, Emma, learning to be alone. Um, yeah. And that's therefore giving myself the time and the space to feel the presence of God, um, you know, to connect with him. Because often there's just mm. so much happening around me. Mm. Um, mm. And if you're constantly with people, you mm. don't always 
yeah, I think solitude is healthy, but not my default. And so I'm learning to put that into my yep. Sabbath. Um, mm. Whereas maybe some other people who thrive on solitude and enjoy, um, maybe it's learning to then practice the horizontal mm. element a little bit more. Mm. Um, maybe that's part of the, good in both. The, bay, the day being set apart, we actually mm. do things we might not normally do. Um, mm. So um, and that, that might be one example of... Um, yeah. We, we for that day we spend some of the time um, just mm. us and the Lord mm. yeah uh, as uncomfortable as that space might be at times mm. it's yeah, good for it. our souls mm. Mm. I heard a, a quote of a quote of a quote <laughs> and I don't know who the original person was <laughs> um, you should have just claimed it said it was you I, I, I could have except they might but, be listening you know, Jesus is watching yeah, and this true. person might listen. They won't listen. Um, but uh, it's that idea with Sabbath that if you work with your hands, you Sabbath with your mind. And if you work with your mind, you Sabbath with your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that that's a hard and fast rule, but that's something that's been mm. really helpful for me in things that I used to, that maybe are restful, but if they look maybe too similar to my... Hmm. Monday to Friday, then I'm like, oh, maybe I just don't need to do that this day. Maybe maybe I can put that aside. And as soon as I've let myself kind of just like do with my hands and make and create, whether it's painting or just doing different things, I find my soul is so much quicker to rest and therefore in a, I'm in a much better place to be able to worship. Hmm. Um because I find the worship part is really hard if I'm still on edge and haven't quite wound down. And I think that's why Pete Scazzaro puts it last, puts contemplate last. Mm. Because he's like, hey, you need to stop and rest and delight for a little bit. Because <laughs> um, you can't just like put on the brakes and then be in this place of in worship. Often they mm. don't go bang up against each other. Maybe. For some people, they're really good at that, but I'm certainly not. <laughs> um, good, I kind of need that that wind down bit. Of course, some people have. Uh, I'm, th- I'm thinking of families, for example, where it's mm. consistent community when there's not work in play, mm. Mm. and uh, you know the family home. There's kids' activities. It's not like you can. Uh, it's easy to just suddenly do different. Uh, so it's an interesting question to say, how as family do we do mm. Sabbath? Because um, it often won't look like solitude, although there are probably ways that you can tag team to enable a bit of mm. uh, time by yourself. But um, uh, so I was thinking when uh, our boys were younger, um, when it, we were the, the importance of going to church together uh, mm. But often that meant some costs, actually, because, um, you know, a lot of kids' sport was on Sunday. And they were very painful, at times, painful discussions and things mm. to try and work out. You know, it, it was a way of saying um, we're re- uh, putting our focus to remembering and resting in the Lord. Um, but there's this really fun activity that involves social connection uh, for the mm. kids. I'm not saying it's wrong to do Sunday sport. That's not my point. It's just 
these were discussions that I remember we had as a need to have as a family. Um, we mm. we worked out a particular approach to it, but um, um, that's an interesting question, isn't it? It's not always easy to do the um, the you know yeah. time aside or the solitude um, uh, with the kids in play. But I imagine the principles as a family uh, still apply. How you as a family rest how you as a family mm. encourage each other in the, the good creation of God and the uh, the truths of the gospel together um, mm, yeah. and what activities help that happen together as a family. Mm. Mm. And I imagine that I think- continues to change. Like, I don't have kids, but I have mm. two nephews who I love. And, a, and I imagine it will, looking at my, my sister and my brother-in-law and their little family unit, it will change as the boys get yeah, older. Absolutely. Like at the mm. moment, my yeah. youngest nephew is 11 months. He's probably not doing a whole lot of intentional contemplation. And so maybe at the moment their Sabbath looks like a little bit of time away from the kids, um, tag teaming yeah. so that one can have a rest so yeah. then the other can. Maybe it looks like just putting them in front of the TV for a bit so that they can get some rest as parents. But then we were talking about and I was saying, hopefully as the kids get a little bit bigger, um, it will be more intentional family things um, yeah. going and doing something yeah. that they enjoy as a family of four. Um, yeah, that's right. Hmm. Yeah. I know that um, uh, Brenton, one of the guys on our staff team and his wife, Lauren, like try to do like fun family things intentionally on Sabbath. And so I think like for about a month or two, Lauren was doing like themed nights. And so mm. they would you know, set up in the living room, like their huge tent, which I'm still trying to picture. Like, like <laughs> I, I don't know how it fit in there. So they must have really moved a lot of furniture to make it happen. But like just doing fun things like that, that, yeah, there's probably like this element of tiring for mum and dad, but there's this other element of deep joy. Mm. And, you know, they're able to intentionally spend time with as a family unit separate from work. You know, and maybe that means the dishes just wait a day. Like there are worse things, you know, than the dishes waiting for a day if it means that you can be intentionally present. Um, mm. And like I know Dave and Lex, like they tag team like mm. pockets of time with Edie. And, you know, that's going to change again soon in the, ne- in the next little while. And yeah. so yeah. Um, I think remembering like having grace with maybe our expectations you know, whether you have young kids or I was chatting with a girl the other day who is working part-time and studying part-time and she's like, I just find it really hard to Sabbath. And I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> like it's it's not actually mm. this thing that you do perfectly and looks the same every time. Yeah. Um, it, it It's a practice because it takes discipline mm. and takes time to figure out. And just when you get think you figured it out, a pandemic happens or, you know, maybe you find out that you're pregnant and you've got nine months to figure out what life looks like all of a sudden mm. um, or someone loses a job or mm. you get sick. Like there are just things that interfere constantly. And yet we can always know that rest and worship is available because of our relationship with the Lord. Like that is always something that we can cling to. It just might look a little different sometimes. Um, and I think this is where community can actually come into really great play because we can encourage one another in that and help hold one another up in those moments of when it changes 
and cheering one another, like cheering one another on, like you said, Graham, like that's such an important part of living in community that is based on who Jesus is as opposed to community that's just like all about me. You know, like that's not... Um, because this is really helpful. countercultural. Um, mm-hmm. This is... And so like you're kind of... If the river is... The water's gushing in one direction, which is that, I guess, this culture of hurry, this culture of YOLO and FOMO, of I want to do everything and experience everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to miss out on anything. And to be busy is to be important and to be busy mm-hmm. is to have value. Um, and that shows that your life is, you know, um, is full of things that you're mm. needed for. And, mm. um, and so this, to practice this is going to go against the cultural tide. We're going to be moving upstream. Yeah. It's not normal to not fill your life full to the brim of things. Yeah. It's not mm. normal to take this time out. And so I think doing it in community is really helpful Um as we said, to encourage each other and to, mm. um, because this is probably not going to come naturally to us because of the culture that we live in here in Melbourne. Um, and so reminding each other, but we do it because we believe that it's, it's going to allow us to thrive, that this is how God has mm. wired us. This is a gift from him. Um, mm-hmm. And rest is also an act of, I can stop God because you're still working. Yeah, like it's an absolutely. act of faith. Yeah of or i don't have to be super important like i don't because mm. like it's a humility thing like i can step out of the mm-hmm. world for a for a day and it will mm. the world will still just be fine or <laughs> i can not have anything on and not have be of any lesser value um mm. and so i think yeah that the community aspect of encouraging one another you alluded to it before graham it's going to involve a lot of no's like you said it's going to be no to sunday sport which is a weird decision mm. um and so encouraging each other in the nose, mm. if that makes sense, yeah. it's going to be helpful, I think. Yeah. And I, th- I think that practice Sabbath, practicing Sabbath can impact more than that 24 hours of Sabbath. Mm. Like I think once anything becomes a really healthy practice, it can actually influence quite a lot. <laughs> you know, like if you Sabbath on a Sunday there is potential for that 24 hours to affect your Monday through Saturday. Mm. And if, if we believe that that's true, which I think that we do, then the impact of practicing Sabbath is really valuable on community. Um, And I think can really encourage everyone that you're living, maybe a busier, you know, Monday through Saturday with, if you're intentionally putting aside your Sunday or whatever day your Sabbath is. Um, I think of even just our staff team. You know, we started talking about Sabbath maybe the last week of August and Joel was like, take this Thursday, Mm. go and be. And we can like come back together and we came back together for happy hour at the end of the day. And then it became this a part of it became a part of the conversation for our team yeah and it hasn't stopped and if i'm being honest i prefer who we are now than who we were three months ago yeah yeah because we're spurring each other on like and not and not because we weren't doing any of these things like i think we were a great team before that 
But I think the impact that rest has had, mm. intentional rest and intentional worship of, I'm just going to pray today. And there's nothing just about being able to spend a day praying. Mm. And the things that I have learned from our team have been in like so, so valuable. And I think the way that we have functioned as a community of believers within the 10 of us or 11, however many, however many is I think we have changed for the better. And I think it's because we're intentionally checking on each other. Are we Sabbathing? Are we resting well? What does it look like for you to spend time with God? And for some people that's painting and for some people, you know, that's, playing FIFA with their kids out in the garage, you know? And for some people, that's really, really long bike rides. Mm. And that's awesome. Yeah. Kind of helps uh, as a community to have a, I suppose, a shared language about it or shared understanding of Sabbath, mm. doesn't it? Where you, mm. um, I'm just thinking as people who work for a church, Sunday is our busiest day. And uh, <laughs> it's... Um, it's probably helpful for us to remember that if that is the Sabbath day for most of the people we interact with in our church, uh, we need to take that into account. I mean, um, mm. and be encouraging of people using that day well. It might mean we um, um, we think. I think for us, uh, it's a it's a day of where we have access to people. People are around, mm-hmm. and um, at times it's. Easy to forget that for people, this is their Sabbath. To, so to <laughs> encourage them that or, or whatever activities you might do, um, mm. encourage that or help that remembering and resting um, kind of thing. Mm. It's quite, a, quite an interesting thought about how we do mm. Sundays and mm. how we serve others on Sundays, not expecting yeah. them to be as busy as we are in the same way. Mm. That's right. It potentially has massive implications for our church. Yeah. If we um yeah, if we want to take on this culture of we're not going to be just hectically busy. Like we're going mm. to if we're going to fight busy and hurry and hustle, um which is some of the language that some of the authors use. Um it's yeah, it takes a whole community kind of approach to that. Yeah. Um like we were even just trying to schedule things and then we realized that we'd put something on potentially every night of the week. And we we're like, well, is that actually practicing mm. what we have? To, we've said, hey, it's really important to rest. And then we're not actually giving, setting up a culture of rest. Um, mm. So this is a very, sorry, this is a very raw live discussion that you're all hearing because we're still thinking right. this through. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah what, what does this look like as a whole church culture potentially? Mm. Um and and again, not saying that people have to Sabbath. We're not coming out of this saying, if you don't, um, that is wrong. Um, but even just, I think what we are convinced of is that to live at a relentless pace mm. is not conducive to spiritual health. And what we want is a church that is spiritually healthy of disciples mm. who are loving Jesus and following Jesus. And I think we're pretty convinced that changing the pace of how we live and the rhythms mm. and just how we live our lives potentially in a way is a very modern, uh, modern hectic mm. world. Yeah. Um, and how do we fight that? 
So if you've got thoughts, we'd love to hear. Like, we're, yeah, as you said, this absolutely. is live, this is new, we are learning. Mm. Um, I know some of you are way ahead of us and been thinking about this for years. Um, so feel free mm. to pop in the comments if you have any thoughts of how do we rest well as a community? How do we Sabbath well as a community? How do we encourage each other against um, hurry and relentless mm. hurry as a community? Yep. And mm. I think it's going to look really different for, for each of us. I think that's mm. what's... I think that's what's beautiful about Sabbath. Mm. I think that's what makes it a gift. Mm. Like if it looked exactly the same for all of us, it kind of loses its its punch a little bit. Like kind of any gift, if you're in a room of 10 people and all 10 people get the exact same thing, there's yeah. like it loses its, um, its mm. personality a little bit. Whereas I think Sabbath has a huge personality because it, it's an opportunity to reflect God. Mm. And he is so diverse in who he is. Like he is so creative, but he's mm. also a deep thinker. You know, like like God is so much more than just one thing. And so I think a good gift from him, therefore, is going to have different shapes. Um, just to finally, to finish on talking about Sabbath, what would be your top tip that has helped you, like that you think of when you, approach your sabbath when it's coming up i'll give you a second to think about it i think mine is if i don't have um because i'm creative if i don't have a creative project in mind and in place for my sabbath i i kind of cripple with options Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so i have like two or three projects on the go all the time but if I don't know which one I'm going to actually attack on my Sabbath, I think I almost like I just can't make a decision mm. and I just waste time. Um, and I always find that just really disappointing. And so if you're someone who's creative and you like making with your hands or on, on your computer, however it is that you like to make, um, have something lined up before your Sabbath starts so that you know what you're going to be doing that day and how you're going to be spending time with God. Mm. Mm, good one. Mm. I think mine would be discipline. Um, Mm -hmm. So being, this is a discipline, uh, which means at times it's going to be hard. Um, And so for example, for me, I'm a mad procrastinator. And so often if I just think, oh, well, I've got Friday off. um, So I don't get something done. I'll just do it on Friday. And so learning to work better on the other six days and more intentionally and be more disciplined. um, Mm -hmm. So that, or even if that means prepping. So Mm -hmm. if I don't want to do... I need to go and get the groceries. Like if I'm going to want to bake on Friday, but I don't really want to go and do shopping and grocery shopping, then go and buy it on the Thursday. Um, so mm-hmm. like that discipline of um, protecting, I guess, the Sabbath day. And that requires then prep and intentionality on the other six days. Um, same thing, discipline. When I just get a bit bored, I just pick up my phone and start scrolling. And the discipline is like, no, I'm not going to just scroll through Instagram and Facebook on my Sabbath. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have an exclusive no phone rule. Um I, but I don't want to, like, as in someone contacts me, I'm not going to, it's not turned off. So I'll potentially contact them, but I don't want to just be picking it up and just idly scrolling through it. And so I guess just putting Mm -hmm. in for me, there's what my natural inclinations, which aren't always helpful. And so having the discipline to fight those natural inclinations by putting in a couple of rules for me, um, is probably has been helpful. I fail at this miserably. Like I am still working this out, but, um, learning to, 
yeah, be a bit firm on it. Say no, to, also like the discipline of saying no to things because I love saying yes. I'm like, hey, Britt, do you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, sure. Because as I said, I love company. Um, mm. But I'm like, no, Britt, yeah. be solitude, like be not solitude, be solitary for the morning, for example, until 12, you and God and don't invite someone else over. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, that's mine. I think mine uh, is is a is a mindset for Sabbath of um, we have the, the phrase no shoulds. Mm. So <clears throat> the Sabbath, um, which sounds wrong, right? Sounds like that's um, uh, freeing yourself up to do whatever you like, whenever you like, that kind of thing. But um, in a life that's so full of shoulds, whether it be mm. work or housework or even relational responsibilities uh, to have some space in the day where you think today a no sh- there's a no-shoulds kind of day. Mm. So the things that you do, including the time with God, is a, um, not, not just because you should do it, it's, it's a, a means of grace, of connecting with Him. Um, mm. But also I think just mentally it helps unwind. Today's a no yeah. should stay. There's a whole uh, mindset around that that just you sort of almost feel yourself mm. relax. So it so it's more about um, it, it's um, of course you may do things that um, you you know are good for you and and a great part of Sabbathing that you may not necessarily feel like it every time, but just to have that mindset and framework for thinking about a Sabbath day. Uh, does help you unplug and and stop the hurry. It's a no mm. should stay. Um, I think mentally we found that quite helpful for mm. this this idea of remembering and resting. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I really like that. I might write that one down. Mm. Mm. No shoulds on How the liberating. <laughs> yeah, it is liberating. Just makes it's me really... so excited just thinking about it. Yeah, just yeah. the thought. Of it. <laughs> I was like, because then it's like, what all can I do then? Like yeah. if I like if there's nothing I should be doing, then anything I do is just because I can. Yeah. Um. You know, within healthy, yeah, yeah, sure. still gospel-centered reasons. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's not a free pass. But it's, it's more to like do a, with a, a mindset. Oh, I think, just, yeah. It yeah. Helps a unhurried thing. Yeah. Yeah. Removing the guilt that comes with um if we're feeling mm. unproductive, because I think yeah, that, yes, okay, in essence, point. is really yeah. unhelpful. But like, I have a real like. Well, if I'm not being productive, if I'm not doing all those things I should do, then I've um, you know, that's not okay. But giving yourself that permission of like, I'm just going to rest. Yeah. And delight. This is good. Mm. This has got me excited for my Sabbath this week. Mm. This, is, like, this, yeah. has a helpful, this has been a helpful thing to think through and, and what, what it's going to look like this week. And, and we've done it, it in community. Look like. And that's mm-hmm. right. And we've Guys. done it in community. This is how it's helped, right? We have. We have. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, yeah, that was a great conversation. I would love to hear people's thoughts on Sabbath um, and community in Sabbath, I think, in particular. But just Sabbath in general, I think, is something a lot of the church, like the church is thinking about it at the moment. Mm. Um, and perhaps it's because we are finally letting ourselves have the time to. <laughs> I, I, think it's, I think that's definitely part of it. Um, so mm. until, until next week, guys. Keep trusting Jesus. Wash your hands. See you later. Bye. 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 (laughs) Thank you for listening to our podcast. 
If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au.